and welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. It is the most wonderful time of the year and I do not mean fucking Christmas. I mean spooky season, Halloween. I literally, from November 1st and my birthday is November 4th, start counting down the day till Halloween is back. I love Halloween. If you know me at all in like my personal life, you know Halloween is an extremely important um, holiday for me. So we are doing a whole episode about spooky season, how to get in the mood for spooky season, some things and tips and tricks and events you can do, and even some things just to get you in the mood. I'm so excited to dive into this episode. All right. So, you know, we'll start in an educational place because that's probably politically correct. Um, So did you know that like Halloween is not celebrated in most countries. I feel like a lot of people knew that, but I honestly forgot until I mentioned to my friend who's from Australia. I was like, I'm so excited for Halloween. I was like, what are you going to be? And she was like, oh, I don't really do Halloween. It doesn't really have any like sentimental value to me because I grew up in Australia and we don't have it. And I was like, oh yeah, people like don't celebrate Halloween other places. Cool. So the US, Ireland, Mexico, Italy, and Portugal are places that celebrate Halloween. So I'm going to read this little slip to you guys from the Business Insider about um, Halloween. Okay, so like most Western holidays, Halloween originates to pre-Christian traditions. In this case, the holiday developed out of the Celtic festival. So that's why it has Irish roots. So despite its ancient Irish roots, um, though Halloween is considered a new American holiday by much of the world and the, um, the U.S. lent its holiday to a much more modernized, recognizable traditions such as costume, trick-or-treating, and ghoulish themed parties. So in Ireland, it talks about how, you know, it's Celtic, so it was originated in Ireland. So in Ireland, it's no surprise that North America, you know, you're sure to find plenty going on on Hallow's Eve. While trick-or-treating, carving pumpkins and dressing up as ghouls and goblins are popular traditions, Ireland has a few customs that aren't have not crossed the Atlantic. These include the consumption of barn bark, it's fruitcake, um, lighting bonfires and setting off fireworks. So that's like a very Irelandly way to celebrate. And then Mexico, we have Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead, you know, which actually takes place on November 1st, um, you know, to celebrate those who have passed on. So I feel like just because of being closer in Mexico, we know a little bit more about that. Um, also check out the movie Coco. It's really good. Honestly made me and my boyfriend cry. But if you want to learn more about Dia de los Muertos and want to get in the spirit, Coco is a great film to revisit the holiday season. I'm going to rewatch Coco. I haven't watched it in a while. It's so good. James Bond has a scene in it too. Oh, really? Casino Royale, I think. Stop. It Love it. Okay. So then Italy, although Halloween isn't uh, particular popular in Italy, the small island of Stardinia 
has long practicing traditions similar in the United States. So they'll put out jack-o'-lanterns. Some people will go trick-or-treating. Um, but it doesn't really mention anything about costumes. Portugal. Okay, this seemed the most anticlimactic to me. While trick-or-treating isn't really typical in Portuguese tradition, children here do participate in a traditional poro de paso bread for God on the morning of November 1st. Kids go door-to-door without costumes, and when neighbors answer, they cry out, Peo por do so. I'm so butchering that, and I'm so fucking sorry, but at least we're talking about it. And they receive bread, trinkets, or candy but no costumes. And it's on the first. So that's a little fun facts about Halloween. You know, I think Halloween is just the most magical time of the year to dress up, to plan dressing up. I love the spookiness of it. I'm not big into the scariness of it, but some people are, but that's not for me. Okay. So what else? So let's talk a little bit more about how Halloween originated. Halloween is a holiday celebrated each year on October 31st. This is from history.com, by the way. Um, and Halloween 2022 will occur on Monday. The tradition um, or originated with the Celtic festival when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. So it wasn't even to like take in ghosts the whole thing was like to dress up scary and like scare away ghosts in the 18th century pope gregory the third designed november 1st as a time to honor all saints soon all saints incorporated some of the traditions of the sahane i don't know the evening before was known as all hallows eve and later halloween over time halloween evolved into a day of activities like trick-or-treating carving jack-o'-lanterns festival gatherings and costumes and treat eating so more you know more you know about how halloween came to be so let's get into the important shit not that that wasn't important but let's get into it some things to do to get you in the mood all right so obviously i like listening to podcasts as this is a podcast i cannot highly recommend enough the podcast called full body chills it is produced by audio chuck productions which is made by ashley flowers she has a few other narrators on it's in its fourth season the first and by the time this episode comes out i think second episode of season four will be out but there are complete three other seasons of the podcast full body chills to enjoy full body chills is great if you like spooky maybe borderline scary but not horror stories to listen to while you're driving around or you know if you're on a trip or maybe if you're going to a haunted hayride or going to like a haunted event or whatever it's a really good thing to like get you in the mood the audio production is so great the storytelling is so great and you can find more information about where she got the stories from and the writers and you know their original concept on her website so i highly recommend full body chills it is so good and you can find them on instagram on full body chills pod that's their instagram but they're on all um all podcast platforms she's also the woman who is the host of crime junkie if you've heard of that one okay something else <sighs> the amusement parks so we got not scary farm going on we got oogie boogie bash which is disney and halloween horror nights so i'm gonna go in my order from honestly i guys even though i love halloween i don't love any of these events i can't lie 
Halloween Horror Nights is fucking scary. I went, I've gone twice. I went once when I was a freshman in college and once the year I graduated after college. And both times I've been really scared. Um, they can't touch you, but they, they get really close. And if you're like me, you'll start screaming and they'll latch on to you. And they have like mazes that are really, really scary. Except for I did the Stranger Things one the year I went and I didn't actually think that one was that scary, but maybe that's just because I'm into Stranger Things. I wish they had brought that one back this year. It would be really great to see a Stranger Things maze again this year, but they didn't. Um, they have a maze that's like the weekend themed, like kind of a comment on plastic surgery. I don't, I don't really know in medical things. I don't know. Evidently the weekend was seen at Halloween Horror Nights though. So that's cool. Um, shout out also to his new show coming out. The Idol couldn't be more excited. Um, so Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. It's just, if you get the general pass, you're in line like the entire night. The line is so long. So then on top of the general pass, you have to get like the VIP, like all access or like skip the line, a list. I don't even remember what they fucking call it. And when I went, I didn't do that. So the line waiting was just like really, really long. And I didn't enjoy that. And then on top of it, I was scared shitless. But if you're into being scared, then it's probably for you. I ended up spending most of my night rewriting the Simpson ride and drinking beer. So not for me, not for me. So, however, I feel like Halloween Horror Nights is like really easy to continue to get tickets to if you want to go to, which is not true of Oogie Buggy Bash. So we'll talk about Not Scary Farms. Next, there's Not Scary Farms. I think it's similar to Halloween Horror Nights. They have scare zones, they have mazes, whatnot. I've never been and I'm probably never going to go because I don't like being scared, like I just said, but that's another option. I feel like you can still get tickets for it. Um, However, if you're under 18, Knott's has a new rule. You have to be covered, accompanied, not covered, um, accompanied by um, an adult over the age of 21. If you are attending anything on the weekends at Knott's Berry or is it just for this event? I don't know. So double check that if you're under 18. So not scary farm scary. Then there, of course, is Oogie Boogie Bash. And I have a bone to pick about Oogie Boogie Bash. So that is the Disney Halloween party, if you will. I have a bone to pick about it because it used to be in Disneyland and now it's in California Adventure. And I want it to be in Disneyland. I've been to this event three times three times. Um, it's really cute. You get to do like trick or treating trails, which is adorable if you're an adult, because like we don't go trick or treating anymore. So it's like really reminiscent. Um, also Disney has extremely strict policies for adults about dressing up too close to characters, um, during the normal year and days. However, the Halloween party is different. You can go really, really full out, full out with your costumes. They do have, because it is more of a kid-friendly event, they do have some stricter rules about like weapon use or whatnot, or weapon, not use, but weapon props. So if you're going really dark, you know, I'd double check with like the guidelines if you're attending Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, but yeah, my main qualm is that it's, um, it's in California Adventure now. You can see really special characters that aren't out all the time. Um, but yeah. And oh, if you just buy that ticket, you can get in at 4 p.m., which is great. You can go around the parks, um, which is really cool. So you're getting like a less crowded Disney experience later in the evening, like rides really like lines die down because a lot of kids go to bed. So if you're an adult or like young adult, it's a really great time to just like power ride. But 
I really qualmed over the fact that it's in California Adventure and not Disneyland. And not to mention that it's completely sold out and the tickets go on sale in July. I mean, rude, Disney, come on. Like, and you have to be like a Disney nerd. And like, I am a Disney nerd to like get these tickets. And when I checked end of July, there was only one date available left. And I was like, snooze, like, and it's another fee and it's expensive. So, okay, Disney, don't come for me. However, one time I really decided I wanted to go and I brought my boyfriend Hunter with me and I was able to like use a resale ticket thing to obtain tickets to the event. However, that is highly, highly, highly not recommended by Disney. And, um, there was a chance it wasn't going to work. So, um, just know that if you rebuy a ticket from one of those sites, there's a chance, um, it's not going to work and Disney does not support or will help you out in that situation. So if like you want to get a ticket, the best way is like, if somebody's personally like, I have an extra ticket to boogie bash or whatever. And like they sell it to you and you, you know, them, whatnot. My other qualm with this is I personally think the one in Disney world is really, really good. It's called Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. And it's just, just more, I mean, I, it's cause I went to it as a kid, I'm attached to it, but, um, my parents took me once when I was like in third grade. So I'm very attached to that idea, but that's some amusement parking to do. However, Halloween Horror Nights and or Universal and Disney are somewhat dressed for the season. So you can still enjoy some good Halloween spirit at amusement parks. Um, Something else to get you in the mood for Halloween, of course, is to eat a shit ton of candy. You know, not great for you. What not? But here's two easy, fun things you can make for your Halloween get together or party. You guys remember dirt in a cup? So forgotten. It's pudding and then crushed up Oreos and then you put worms in it and it looks like you're eating worms out of the dirt. Now you could be like even more creative and like continue to look for cooler toppers such as like a ghost or like I think it'd be really cute if you did that with a little like graveyard sign like RIP and then it's the worms and the dirt and you're eating it and whatnot. That would be cute. So that's a fun, really, really easy thing to make if you're going to like a Halloween party. The second one is not harder by any means, but like might just like the potential for it to come out not um, expected is higher. This is one I made. So it's called Witch's Fingers. You know, the Pillsbury uh, bread rolls, you go and you buy them and you like turn them like around themselves. And then you put a little almond, like where the fingernail is supposed to be. And then you take marinara sauce and you dip it in it. So it looks like you're eating somebody's finger dripped in blood. They're really delicious, but like the potential for them to come out, not looking like a witch's finger are high, but however, these are super easy to make. They'll maybe take you grocery store and back, like not that long, like 30 minutes. So if you're in a pinch for Halloween things, another thing, um, alcoholics only is to make a drink that is like themed Halloween. So you could take Sprite alcohol of choice, probably vodka in this case, Sprite. And then you're going to want to get like red Kool-Aid or whatnot. You're going to want it. This is going to be a really sweet drink. So like, don't drink too much, right? You're going to be hungover. Put worms in like gummy bears or worms in it and like continue to add like cool toppers you want to the drink. And you have like 
a spooky drink. And if you want to be really, really creative, you can get a bowl. So you can't put dry ice in this bowl because I think it's not good for you. I wanted to say poisonous, but I don't think that's true. So a way to make your drink look even cooler is to get uh, dried ice, put it in a bowl and then put another bowl on top of it with your drink concoction in it and it will smoke. Okay. Eric didn't think that was that exciting. (laughs) So these are just some easy, fun ways to like, you know, get you in the Halloween mood. Second, one I take very seriously, decor. Um, I actually don't take decor that seriously, but fun to add a few things to your Halloween collection. Obviously, all the good places like Target and whatnot are great. However, I found that their prices might be a little high. So I honestly don't sleep on the dollar store. Do not sleep on the dollar store like decorations because it's going to be a great price. Yeah, some things might break. Right, candy too. Like, it's just like, then you can get a lot or like a few bunch things. And like, you know, I kind of, my friend told me that it's kind of like an Easter hunt, egg hunt around my apartment for Halloween shit right now. It's like, you can kind of just put stuff along. So like, I highly recommend the dollar store. Obviously, we all know about home goods, Marshalls, they'll have good stuff, maybe at a discounted price too. I don't even know how much is discounted or if it's just like they have a lot of it. So it's a little bit cheaper, but don't sleep on the dollar store for your decoration goods. Okay. This would be so remiss if I didn't talk about costumes because I love costumes. We're going to go through my best and I don't know if we're going to touch on my worst, but we're going to talk about the costumes I've done in the past and maybe they will inspire you to do those or do something similar that are easy. Hold while I turn the page. Also, fun fact, I wrote all these notes for this podcast in orange trying to be festive and I can't read it. So it's been a little tricky. So this is an easy costume to make. I ordered a dark mark tattoo from Harry Potter. I put it on my arm and then I just wore a green for Slytherin, um, skirt with like a white crop top, super easy to make, like talk about minimal effort, but like the people who get it, get it and will love it. So I had a dark mark, uh, plaid skirt and a white, like tied crop top. And I called myself like a Slytherin girl. Um, literally my most liked photo on Facebook, just saying like it, it really is like niche, but the people who get it, get it. Here's one that I've assembled for myself is the Ghostbuster costume. I ordered the costume itself was way overpriced online. So I was like, no. So what I found you could do is I bought like two Ghostbuster patches and then I sewed one onto a tan hat and then I wasn't able to get a tan romper, but like you could do this with like khakis and a t-shirt or like khaki shorts and a t and like a khaki shirt, but like I wanted the romper. So I went with the green romper and I just sewed the patches on the hat and the side and then added a little mini backpack. It maybe cost me 20 bucks. Like it was such an affordable costume, maybe not the most original, but it was cute. I was comfortable and I like, I like making my own costumes. 
Here's another um, easy one for the couples. And if any of my friends um, are listening to this, let's not talk about the events that happened when I was wearing this costume, but a tooth fairy and a dentist. Also very comfortable. I had my boyfriend in scrubs. You probably, we should have added like a prop toothbrush. That would have been cute, but we didn't. So I had my boyfriend in scrubs and then I was the tooth fairy. So like, or a little like nightgown thing with like boots and wings and a wand. And like, I was the two and together we're the tooth fairy and a dentist. Also minimal effort, but like put it together a really cute idea. I really like those like costumes. I th- also, because I feel like with TikTok and whatnot, like the ideas about costumes are so large and I feel like people are really into doing TV and movies. So like, if you can think of like how to do like the Easter bunny and something like something that's like a character we all know, like the tooth fairy, it is interesting and not as common. Like people don't think of those as much. Like I'm trying to think of something else that's like in that category. Like it's, you know, they're like icons. They're not like characters from something. So those are like really fun to get a twist on. So this was easily one of my laziest costumes, but it looked great. I was a unicorn. I literally bought the unicorn headband from Target. I brought a extremely bright shirt from, um, Forever 21, it was like blue and it it wasn't even cropped enough to my liking. Um, And I like rolled it under my bra and then I wore like a pink skirt and it was great. And I had a pink hair extension for a ponytail. Super fun. Also easy, like and not spending a bunch of money. All right. So let's get a little bit more advanced. We're going to raise the ante here. Okay, my costume last year, which... I did win best costume for just saying Um, I was Black Widow, which was great because the film had just come out. People obviously got it. Also not the most favorite Avengers. So like kind of niche, you know, more niche. But here's where it became advanced. I dyed my hair. I full out dyed my hair. I do not recommend this at all. If you are going to do a costume that requires a hair color change, you either need to get it done by a professional or you need to buy a wig because I absolutely destroyed my bathroom. It was such a mess, but it was all worth it because I won best costume because I dyed my hair. Um, so that's what we, um, what I'm saying when you're like raising the ante is like, committing, committing to the bit by sticking prosthetics or changing a hair color on you will definitely knock it up to a more advanced level. Um, also I think the, one of the reasons that worked so well was like, we were coming off of a year where like people knew it a lot because of the movie had just come out, but it's like not the most popular, if that makes sense. Okay. Then I also did playboy where I was Hugh Hefner and my boyfriend was the bunny simple, easy. My boyfriend doesn't love wearing costumes. They kind of like are uncomfortable for him. So like the easier, the better. Also fun fact, all the Halloween stores were, um, sold out of bunny ears. So I had to make them myself, which was like really hard, but, um, it turned out okay. My mom helped me. Thanks mom. Um, but like that was somewhat an easier costume. I just ordered a red robe on, um, Amazon and like letters. And I wrote playboy in the back with a sailor hat and a pipe. 
these are so easy to assemble. Like, yes, you need to carve out like an hour or two to like get these things all assembled. But like, that's the best part is like, I feel like if you can be creative with it and it's not expensive and um, you can have fun putting it together all for it. Another fun couple idea is one year I was Tomb Raider. I completely bought that costume because there was no way to put it together. And my boyfriend was Indiana Jones. Our Instagram caption was same thing, different movie. Easy. Also like a fun costume. And then maybe my most creative costume yet, which I actually think is going to be really popular this year, is me and my boyfriend were Esme and Kronk from The Emperor's New Groove. If you don't know that movie, none of this will make sense, but she's the one who says, pull the lever, Kronk. Um, So that was really fun. Again, super comfortable for my boyfriend. I just bought him a blue shirt and the accessory kit on Amazon. I used a romper I already had. I added like a feather kind of like boa thing around my neck. I bought fake purple eyelashes. And then this part was kind of advanced, kind of not extremely, but I ended up building her headpiece out of like wire and fabric. It was not nicely made. I ended up hot glue grinding the whole thing, but it was, um, just like her headpiece. So again, fun little costumes, whatnot. So a few, if none of these like tickle your fancy or haven't given you ideas, here's a few ideas that I've seen that are like, cool. And I don't think I'm going to do so you can have them. Um, if you check out, um, may the fourth be with you, that's like star Wars day, right? So you can look on Instagram and see all these really like unique star Wars options, um, that are not like just Darth Vader and princess Leia. Like I saw a lot more originality through that. Also, if you go to Disney's like villain nights, maybe like you can see some good inspiration of Disney villains because um, sometimes like you you have to see it to like get the inspo of what you want to do. Um, so those are two ways of like to get some ideas. The other idea that like I saw that's like really cute. I saw this on TikTok. I did not come up with this is doing like Lightning McQueen and some of the cars from cars, like, you know, getting like a red skirt and like flame glasses and maybe like a, you know, lightning McQueen hat and you could do it for Sally and Terminator too. Like you could make them kind of like uncartoonish into like outfits. So that could be a potentially like good squad costume. Um, so there's, there's some ideas for, um, costumes and like, you just have to remember to like carve out enough time to like make these happen and also like swap accessories and stuff with your friends, uh, you know, to save some money and whatnot. Um, because costumes can be really expensive. I also highly recommend, um, if there's a costume you want, look on Poshmark. I bought an Alice costume a few years ago on Poshmark for like 12 bucks. It was perfect. And then I sold it back on Poshmark for like 12 bucks, which is great. Cause you only wear those like costumey costume ones once. Also side note, I, again, boyfriend doesn't like wearing costumes that year. I made Hunter, my boyfriend, a playing card shirt. So it was like a little ace of hearts and like, like cut that out of another shirt, like a red shirt. And I sewed it onto a white shirt. And then I was like, Alice. So all about keeping Hunter comfortable while I'll fully commit. Um, so the range is large with costumes, but it's so much fun. I honestly do three costumes a year and I can't wait to share more with you guys. Um, when this year is done, but mine are top, top secret people have been asking me. And I think only my best friend knows all of mine. I don't even think she knows one of them. Okay. So the intrigue is there. 
guys, I'm going to leave on a kind of fun, dark note for you guys. Like I mentioned, I don't like scary shit. I do not like to be scared. I hate my biggest fear in life is haunted houses. And that was because when I was a kid, I was very into spooky season. And I convinced my mom that I was old enough at as a first grader to go through the haunted house at the Zubu. And I was traumatized guys. Like I hate haunted houses when people around the corner too quickly, I scream. So I very serious when I say I hate haunted houses, it is my biggest fear. So that being said, if you want to do some internet sleuthing and get lost in a YouTube rabbit hole, which I have told so many people about this shit, you have to check out McCreary's Manor. <sighs> this shit is fucking weird. This guy, I believe he's a former Marine, which honestly, like, I don't think it has anything to do with it. Like, but he is a former Marine. He has this place called McCreary's Manor. It was originally in San Diego and you don't have to pay to go to this haunted mansion. Like, I know there's like a, or haunted house, not haunted mansion. I know there's like a waiting list for it. You don't have to pay. The only thing you have to do is like donate like a few cans of like dog food because he like rescues dogs or like supports like a, a dog rescue, right? So it's the only thing you have to do, but it's like a 14 page waiver for this place. <laughs> and guys, they like full blown torture you like in this place. Like part of it is you are kidnapped. That's part of like the agreement. And then like you wake up in this place. And to this day, it's almost October 22. Nobody has completed the full tour. Yeah. It's wild. I'm not even doing it justice. It's so crazy. They do things like stick bugs on you. Like waterboarding is mentioned like literally torture and like lock you into tight places. Like it is really, really absolutely creepy, but so it is so interesting to look at from the comfort of my computer screen. I every year go end up going down this like rabbit hole of rediscovering McCreary's Manor. And I literally saw a TikTok about it the other day and I was like, oh my God, I haven't talked about this shit for like a year. Yeah. So it was originally in San Diego. Obviously, people didn't love the idea that people would be tortured like in their neighborhood. So I believe I believe they got kicked out of San Diego and it's now located in Tennessee. Um, it is, I believe, on multiple websites noted to be the number one scariest haunted house. Definitely in America, maybe in the world. Really, really fucking weird. But if you want to knock it down a notch, there's a new one I just learned about on my um, YouTube rabbit hole yesterday about haunted houses. There's one called The 17th Door, also extremely dark, similar to McCreary's Manor, but not quite as intense. I think a lot of people complete this one, but like they shock you. You have to send a waiver. Like in the TikTok clip I found of somebody talking about the 17th door, they did a great job of vlogging their way through the 17th door. And like, they walk into a room and they film them and they have to say, I signed the waiver. If there is not a sign to get out and run, run. Um, but the guy who's TikTok or YouTube video I watched of it, hopefully I can find it. And I'm going to link it in the show notes. He did such an excellent job of vlogging through the whole thing. But yeah, it is some dark shit. So if you are into being absolutely terrified, 
check these out. And if you're like me and you like to read scary movie plots on Wikipedia before you go see them, check it out on YouTube and watch it from the comfort of your computer screen as I will be doing this Halloween. And I'll catch you at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party next year, where I'm very happy to be around children and nothing that makes me jump and scare. (sighs) Guys, as you can tell, I absolutely fucking love talking about Halloween. So if you guys like this episode, please let me know because I'd love to do another one about Halloween next year. And I know this doesn't have a lot to do with our concept, but you know, we sometimes just have to get into the spirit of things. So guys, as always, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) 